Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show number 281. This is our final installment of our little Hellboy series. Our end of the month special is covering all 12 volumes of Hellboy. Uh, so yeah, long time coming, it feels like. Good stuff. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. How was your Thanksgiving trip? It was pretty good. We got in late last night. Uh, went to go visit my parents out in Wyoming. Got to see some big mountains. Go to the the Buffalo Bill Museum uh, cool. out there in, in Wyoming. So, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was my partner's first time seeing mountains that were that big. big, big. It's very flat here in Oklahoma. So she enjoyed it. What about you? Uh, far more boring. <laughs> I did go to a fancy steakhouse. Uh, oh. My friend and I went out to see Saltburn and then treated ourselves to the fanciest meal we've had to date. That nice. was the movie that demanded it. $80 steakhouse meal. <laughs> How was it? I loved Saltburn. Ooh, okay. I, 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 I was seeing commercials. I had forgotten about that one. I, I know on one of our other podcasts, we were recently like, hey, what movies are you still excited about? I don't remember if we mentioned that one or not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I completely forgot about it. Uh, so it's inter interesting. I'm glad you liked it. I recommend. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I already mentioned what we're talking about here this week on the podcast. The final three volumes of Hellboy, which is volumes 10 through 12. Let me see. I can actually pull up the names of them here. We have Hellboy volume 10, The Crooked Man and uh, uh, others. Volume 11, The Bride of Hell and uh, uh, others. And volume 12, The Storm and the Fury. Um. Yeah, if you guys did not know, each and every week here on the Whatnots Review Show, we have a different story to talk about. It could be a comic book, a movie, a TV show, an anime, a, a movie, t I don't know, all, all sorts of stuff. We read it, we watch it, we come back here and talk about it. Uh, Hellboy, wrapping up our Hellboy coverage. Melissa. What did you think of these last three volumes? It 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 feels I already mentioned it kind of feels like a long time coming. What was your mindset going into these final three books here? Hellboy's been a lot of fun to read in that it really varies what it's doing across mm -hmm. these 12 volumes we've read. There is an ongoing connecting story that's got a lot of lore to it i know i figured i would see that wrap up or at least reach some sort of a conclusion point because i knew hellboy continued after this just in other titles sure, <laughs> this is yeah. the last of the mainline plain hellboy comics but yeah. also it's a series with a lot of one shots and unrelated mini arcs for a volume or uh, an issue or two and that's been some of my favorite stuff. We had really sure, good yeah. one-shot side adventures in these couple volumes. Absolutely. Yeah, I was excited to get to these three to see kind of where it would wrap up. 
especially after the volumes we read last month, uh, there was this kind of war that got started and I wouldn't say ended on a cliffhanger per se, but it did not conclude. We knew that this year was mm. still a final battle to be had. Um, and yeah, I, 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 did not know how that would wrap up. I, I, we've talked about, you know, other Hellboy universe books and stories, and we're not sure exactly how those play in because we did not read the, those. But um, yeah, it, it, it was just in, in, interesting to see what they did with this original title. So happy uh, that we get to talk about them here on this podcast. Yeah, we got some some good little small stories in there too, um, and yeah, now now I feel like I can dive into all these other Hellboy books and not be completely lost. And uh, I feel like I've I've crossed off a big blind spot in my comic book reading um, by by reading all of these. So good stuff. I'm, I'm happy that we got to Joe this. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it feels good. Hellboy is yes. familiar, and it feels good to return yes. to him every once in a while. You an know? old friend, yeah, an old friend indeed. He's he's always out there drinking with his buddies and stuff like that. I feel like I could Ghosts. be one of those. Well, yeah, hopefully I'm not a <laughs> ghost, but. I feel like I could be one of his drinking buddies and he'd be telling some story and I'd be right there like, yeah. And then what happened? <laughs> so you have none of your own stories to tell. <laughs> well, Not Hellboy hell, level stories. Hellboy. Let me t t tell you red and blue. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Make purple. Good stuff. Your favorite thing to tell all new people that you meet. Right. Yeah. Did you hear the good news? <laughs> this is your fun fact for like corporate mixers. Everybody go around and say your name. Hi, I'm Kyle. Uh, I've worked here for eight years. Red and blooming mm -hmm. purple. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, but to give everyone kind of a synopsis of where we're at with these books, um, yeah, last we left off, Hellboy was the king of England. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Didn't there see was that coming. this coming war that was kind of brewing as Hellboy is repeatedly defying his own fate. Uh, he is kind of destined to be the king of hell. Uh, and he keeps saying, no, I don't want that. Uh, and, uh, one of the characters that he had kind of spurned earlier on um, resurrected this witch uh, that is sp supposed to be super strong as a result of her coming back. Uh, kind of lines were drawn, sides were taken up, and Hellboy is still kind of caught in the middle of all of this, just being like, man, I don't want to be here. Leave me alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he ends up finding out that he is very distantly related to the king of england king arthur himself uh mm -hmm. and and he can potentially lead this army of the dead against nimue this witch that is out there uh and uh that's kind of where we left off it, it 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 was like right right before the climax of this final big battle here um 
And that's where we kind of pick up with these these books here. The first two volumes are these like shorter stories. Hey, there's this one time that Hellboy was in Mexico and became a Lucha Libre and <laughs> did all this stuff, um, which was fantastic. But this this final the volume kind of wraps up this ongoing story that we read here. So good stuff. Do you want to add uh, anything else to plot synopsis that you think people should know? I don't think so. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, in, in that case, I'd say we take a quick break for housekeeping. Uh, and when we come back, we will dive into these final three volumes of Hellboy and start talking about them. So we will be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them. So we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you. you. Thank you indeed. It means a ton. Over on the Pilots Club this month, we got to talk about Manifest, a four-season television show about a group of people who were on a flight uh, that when it landed, they learned they lost five and a half years of time and life kind of moved on. And so they're trying to solve the mystery of what happened to that plane, try and figure out all of their relationships uh, and so on and so forth. And some of them are getting visions and stuff like that. So weird, weird things are happening there. Uh, but for December, uh, coming up this next month, we are talking about the first episode of Gendy Tartakovsky's latest cartoon, Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We should be recording that real soon here. Uh, and then once December hits, yeah, that will, that will be up very shortly uh if you're a big animation nerd this is one to look out for indeed let's see what else have we been up to here at the whatnots right here on the whatnots review show last week i pitched some cheesy b movie die 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 some cheesy b dinosaur movies is that the right way to dinosaur say dinosaur B movies? Sure, yes. Thank you. Uh, and we we ended up watching The Velocipaster, a movie that I have often touted as amazing, hilarious, incredible, so good. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> um, and we fought, we finally got to watch it on the show, and it was a blast. Um, and then over on the Captain's Log. 
Of course, it was Thanksgiving this past week, so we did not get to record the Captain's Log this past week. But the week before that, we caught up on some of the TV shows we've been watching, uh, including uh, Hannibal. Melissa, you finally finished Hannibal. Uh, we I went am to go free. see the leftover. Yes, you are now free to watch other shows and do other <laughs> things now that the weight of Hannibal is lifted. Um, yeah, so we got to catch up on some of that stuff, talk about the actor strike being over, some Marvel updates, uh, all sorts of good, fun stuff. Uh, and keep your eyes peeled because coming up real soon here at the start of December is our Rotten Tomatoes movie prediction game. Uh, for the captain's log, which is always a fun one. So there you go. And then last but not least, over on the reactor core, uh, we have some spoiler casts up for Loki season two, the Marvels. Uh, and we also have a Good Burger trailer reaction for Good Burger 2. So I did I, you watch Good Burger 2? I no, I have not watched it yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I did see the burger mobile in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. My mom likes watching it. So that's what we did on Thanksgiving morning. It was good. It was fun. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, but that is, I think, all of the housekeeping for right now. I will say keep your eyes peeled also for our, our end of the year anniversary retrospective which henceforth we are changing its name to Grand Prix. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one can stop us. Yeah, <laughs> no one can say otherwise. So uh, I, I guess it's our, our our eighth Grand Prix, if that makes sense. Our, our Yeah. Oh, boy, that'll be uh, mid-December. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we'll have a blast. But that's about it for housekeeping. So let's get on to spoilers for these final three volumes of Hellboy. There you go. The Crooked Man. Melissa, what did you think of this, this first volume, volume 10? What stood out to you with these ones here? This Crooked Man story was one of our favorite, one of my favorites that we've encountered so far. Okay. It's the first American set mystery normally mm -hmm. hellboy's all over the world he spends a lot of time in europe uh, except for the very notable hellboy in africa volume although that yep. was mostly in sort of a mystical outside of time and place africa <laughs> where he's mostly <laughs> yeah. under the ocean uh i liked the appalachian setting that felt very mm -hmm. specific it felt a little bit more modern just in that it isn't in like victorian times or something sure right yeah <laughs> hellboy arrived on the scene he was born in like 1944 but i feel like there's always flashbacks or he just goes to a spooky old manor where everybody is dressed like it's 100 years before right and we have this story in the appalachian mountains sometime in the mid 20th century which isn't recent or modern, really, but mm -hmm. it feels more like more recent folklore as opposed to ancient myths and legends. Like it's at a it's, different spot on the spectrum than a lot of other stories had been up to that point. It, it it's it's interesting because it it feels closer to home 
as a result. And so maybe mm. that's why it's like, oh, that's like my backyard. I used to live near there, kind of. Right. So it's like, I mean, I guess they could talk about the Mothman in that stuff. Oh. Like how much are they getting into <laughs> cryptids he, here? Remember in like the first couple volumes we read, he writes a letter to Abe Sapien and he ends it with, I dearly love to see a Mothman. Yeah. Never delivered. <laughs> In these volumes, Mike Mignola never gave us a Mothman. What a crooked man, indeed. This is not like a a myth or anything like that that I'm familiar with. I had never heard of the crooked man before. Were were you familiar with this? Had had, had you heard of this? Is this an actual thing or did he make it up to this book? Not not directly, but it, it felt familiar. I've heard of things like this. And one thing that struck me is that when they talk about the witches in that story, like, oh, the witches have witch balls. And I saw the illustration of them. I'm like, oh, those are the sugar balls. Like, that's the type of tree that was in my yard growing up that spat out, not spat out, but like dropped those spiky, weird little balls. And my mom always called them sugar balls. And I never heard them called witches balls. I never, I never heard that they've got any sort of uh, d- devilish folklore about them. So I really like that. I really like getting to hear another tale of yeah. a very ordinary mundane thing to me that I never placed any sort of symbolic meaning to. Okay. It looks like there is a crooked man in the Conjuring series and a spin-off okay. movie from 2016. I think I saw The Conjuring once. Right, yeah. I don't know. What's the story behind The Crooked Man? Um, I don't know. That one says something about uh, political freedom for Scotland, so I I don't know. Anyways. uh, Could mean a lot of things to a lot of folks, but I did like the, this sort of folklore but like mm-hmm. I said, felt less like a myth or legend and felt more like something your grandma would warn you about. Like, oh, if you're out past midnight, yeah. you'll see the crooked man. He's the devil. Stay yeah. inside. Have a bedtime. Be a good kid. Yeah, it, it, it does seem like something like that. Um, I like I. It, yeah, it, it it is this weird push and pull for me because it feels familiar because it's set in America. It feels a little more modern, um, but then they are still de- dealing with like witches and stuff like that that they've dealt with before. Um, but also, yeah, not familiar with the crooked man. I'm more familiar with like Johnny Appleseed and stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah. which is not like a scary you in school. myth right. or, or anything. It's not yeah. really a cautionary to it. <laughs> yeah, you just get like big lumberjack, guy who planted a bunch of apple trees, guy who fought a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I I think with this one, it's interesting because I, I think in the little introduction, they mentioned that it was like an Eisner Award winning like mini series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I came out of this one. Not liking it as much, actually, I, I something about it, I was just like, eh, I could have done without that one. But for some reason, that one is also one of the ones that stuck with me the most. Um it it does feel 
like it's it's haunting you in a weird yeah. way. Whereas as like I immediately was like, oh yeah, hell boy, boy in Mexico, this is gonna be awesome. He's a lucha libre, mm. incredible. The art is great. I love it. But then it just like I kept returning to the crooked man here, and like there's just something about this guy in the woods that's kind of yeah. haunting these woods and yeah it's it's just creepy it's the right kind of like sticks in the back of your mind and yes yeah so the the crooked man himself he's said to be the devil and it's a really for a series full of so many gnarly monsters to see this man who just has bad posture <laughs> like he's just you look out he's, he's sitting in the at woods. my computer <laughs> <laughs> Just to see a guy in the middle of the woods who's too tall, too pale, his eyes are too big, his back is bent at a weird angle. Like, he just looks wrong, but in such a mundane way that makes it even more chilling than if he had, like, tentacles and three heads. Like, he he is very unnerving. It's like, you look at that man, you're like, immediately this is wrong that's not a normal guy that's the devil that's the devil for sure he doesn't have to have horns and a tail for me to know that yeah absolutely um so yeah i i enjoyed that one uh a lot i think more so in retrospect um the artwork itself i was not particularly fond of but i think that's personal choice rather than like they they did a a a perfectly fine job it was just I did not connect with that artwork as as much. It felt like in in the way that um, what was his name? Uh, he's on this book in some of the art as well. Let me look it up. Uh, Duncan Figrito and the way that his artwork was like it's standalone. It's obviously not Mike Mignola, mm. but is heavily influenced by that. It felt like I think it was Richard Corbin who did this story here. It felt like ho 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 Corbin's artwork, though equally good in its own right, was just enough removed from hmm. like what we know as hell boy to also be like, this feels off. I don't know. But I think it was a nice me. match for that story. Something about it kind of reminded me of old mad magazines. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think that was a nice fit with this story that is more geographically and and time wise close to us. It, It made it feel more grounded. And another thing I like about that story is that it's really Hellboy encountering a whole community that feels like it has its own past. It feels lives lived in the characters he's encountering. know the other characters he's encountering like, Oh, you're looking for that lady. Nobody's seen her in ages. I know her cabins mm-hmm. up there in the woods, but she doesn't really come down here. It, it makes it feel more relatable. And another sure. thing I really yeah. loved in that story is when the sort of witch woman rides up on the horse this yeah. decrepit uh, skeletal horse. And then she takes the the yoke or the bridle or whatever off. And it's the man's dad <laughs> transformed into a horse. Awful. And then they do that to her at the end of the story. And they paint I am a witch on the side of the horse body. <laughs> being transformed into something and being stuck like that where right. nobody can. Yeah. 
You have no way to communicate to anybody around you. Help. I'm a person. Get me out of here. That's particularly chilling. That always works for me. That's good horror. Something else that, of course, we have to call to attention is when they get to that one witch's cabin uh, in this story and her skin is just in the bed. We've got skin, 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 (laughs) cheering on skin. No, um, we have encountered something like this before and something we've read previously uh, in Harrow County where. Yeah, that that also has this like at like Appalachia, mm-hmm. like no, 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 or the East United States kind of witchy horror. Uh, and yeah, skin boy, as we like to call him, did um, just this like sack of skin who's like meat and bones is like this creepy goblin dude out there. Um, yeah yeah the witch gets a familiar that is a skin and bones boy who goes scampering out into the world and can communicate with his skin sack that can be like folded up and put in this girl's purse and like little skin will reach out and be like whispering her secrets that it knows from its eyeballs walking around out there yeah so weird it's gross but (laughs) it it, like i saw that when they like crept into her bedroom because they heard something there and it's just like her like flat skin (laughs) on the bed i was like it's skin girl skin girl we've got skin boy and skin girl amazing (laughs) and then a raccoon crawls inside the skin sack and then she like pops back into life like I really got to stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That because she like the raccoon like enters through the mouth and then, yeah, becomes human, which just begs more questions of like, is there are are you being piloted by a raccoon? (laughs) Is that what what is there not now like a raccoon skin inside you and the spirit is like, what's happening? I don't know. I think I think um, you your soul transformed into a raccoon and the raccoon can leave your human woman skin body. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but that, yeah, there that must be some kind of I don't know if it's like North American folklore exactly of these like skinless beings or, or something like that um that's one i'm not super familiar with unless it's been like inside fiction inside some comic book yeah we we gotta wander into more general stores and ask the old folks there for their spookiest tales and then i'm sure we'd learn this stuff and a bag of jerky right (laughs) (laughs) pecan brittle and your tales of the devil please (laughs) good stuff um I kind of wanted to talk about the the story after this one a little bit. Uh, so after the crooked man wraps up and hell boy moves on from Appalachia, we get this story that's focused on pirates, uh, which I thought was really, really neat. I liked this one a lot. Um, and it is about this skull that has kind of ended mm. up in a number of people's hands uh in to to like help them out with these occult rituals and so on and so forth uh and it is believed to be black beard skull um 
And I eventually what happens is that they end up kind of summoning black beard and his headless body is trying to reconnect with his head so he can be whole once again and become a pirate and do what he loves. Uh, the whole time I couldn't help but thinking of our flag means death and type yes. TD and uh, the fate he might meet in a later season. Who knows? Um but I really, really enjoyed this one. We got to see Abe Sapien again on this. This also, it, it's weird to me. I, I don't remember where most of this one took place. But this one also felt American and like it felt mm. like like Louisiana swamps and stuff, um, mm. which I don't think that's really where they were. I don't remember. I don't um, recall off the top of my head. Let's see. OK, so the the it starts out in Massachusetts. The g g guy wanders into that shop. So it, it it's I will assume most of it is in North America, but they don't really say oh, North Carolina is where mm. Abe Sapien washes up when he first shows up here. But. Yeah, it. I mean, North Carolina works, too. But like there's something about them, like being on those boats, dealing with these occult rituals, this skull, having that like local tour guide uh, just kind of guide them through the, 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 the swamps and let them know what the local history is that that feels like a, a Louisiana uh, like swamp kind of situation. Um but man, I really, really enjoyed this story and how this skull was driving these people nuts. Um, mm -hmm. I thought the artwork was fantastic in its own right. This is artwork that I can connect with a little bit more. I like this a lot, but it also is like even more removed from like Mike Mignola's artwork or Duncan Figurito's artwork here. Um, so it is nice for like a one shot story um but i i was glad to be back with our with our old school uh hellboy artists uh after 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 this um this was just a fun little romp fun pirate yeah. excur excursion you know yeah there's all sorts of different genre flavors you can put in a hellboy absolutely let's stay in the larger north american continent and talk about hellboy in mexico yeah, that one was fun. Um, I, I yeah, when I like. I was trying to think because I know they've done other like Hellboy. So in, immediately after the 12th volume that we read here, they start up the Hellboy in Hell series. Mm. Um, and so I was kind of wondering. inevitable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're in think, the name. Currently, they're publishing like giant robot Hellboy, uh, where he's piloting <laughs> mecha a giant Hellboy. Mecha. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, which is awesome. Um, but like, I I was kind of wondering, yeah, like, have they done collections like that or volumes like this where it's like, here's all the stories of Hellboy in Mexico or in Africa or in Japan or something like yeah. that? Uh, that'd be kind a of Hellboy in interesting. A Hellboy for every nation. 
I'd love yeah. that. Uh, the 50 United States of Hellboy would be terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> he fits in anywhere. I had a blast with this one. It's just like, hey, so there was a couple years where Hellboy was just so drunk that he doesn't really remember what he did. He knows he was in Mexico, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of it. He blacked out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I had a blast with this. What did you what did you think? It's fun. It's very sweet. It's very sad where he takes up with these three is, luchador yeah. brothers and they all fight monsters together. They go around wrestling. Why not? Drinking, fighting monsters. And the youngest brother uh, that meets a bad end. And that's what sort of dissolved the the dynamic between Hellboy and the other he, brothers. And he was never quite the same after that. He meets a bad end or he meets a bat end. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. It's fun um, to see Hellboy wrestling. I think is that the one where there's also a poster for a lobster Johnson, or is that in the the Hellboy double feature comic in the theater? Oh, that might be the double feature one. I don't. Or well, no, because they he. I I think when he's younger, I don't remember if it was happening in this. I feel like the Mexico one also had a bit where it's like he was younger and he would watch these. Like Lucha Libre fighters or something. I could be wrong on that. I don't remember exactly, um, but it may have been in there because he was all he like he grew up also really liking Lobster Johnson, being like I want to be like him when I grow up. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I enjoyed this one a lot. It it is just kind of a crazy idea of like. What if he's fighting demon monsters with luchadors in Mexico? <laughs> it's like, that sounds Lovely. great. Let's do it. Um, and I, and I think in the introduction page, Mike Mignola was writing that this was just a one off sketch he did. And he's like, I really should make a whole story around that. Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah. Um, and and yeah, th- this one of the brothers ends up kind of wandering off at night in a drunken stupor, having to go to the b- b- bathroom and he's kidnapped uh, and transformed into this like bat like monster. Um, and it I, I think it took him a couple years to find him. Didn't they or it, some some time like oh. they they continued fighting without him, but it just wasn't the same. Um, mm. And I think they when they eventually found him. Yeah, he was this like bat looking creature, uh, but was also still kind of fighting in this underground Lucha Libre demon ring um, of, of stuff. So he was still like fighting monsters, but as like an entertainment uh, thing here. And so. Hellboy joins in the ring and takes him out and kind of the only way to save him in this instance like there's no you can't turn him back into the human he was before so they kind of just had to kill him and it is this like really tragic um, story Uh, and then he kind of wanders off into Mexico for a little bit and doesn't really know what happened after that and he just says i like woke up one day and the bprd was taking me home and Mm. that was it um so yeah it's it's like equally like oh this idea is fantastic it's ridiculous 
drunk and stupor in Mexico. This is amazing. Uh, and then it's like, oh, heartstrings. This, this yeah. one's sad. This one hurts. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that one was 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 good. I like that it was also kind of a flashback. Like they're in Mexico currently in that story and they see this like statue with all of the like cards and flowers and candles and stuff like that uh-huh. and there's this f- photo of hellboy and these these three lucha libres so yeah libres. yeah like whoever abe or whoever he's with just finds this photo at the scene and holds it up to hellboy and he's like oh yeah yeah i was here once that is me yeah. <laughs> not a lot of guys look like me hellboy <laughs> Yep, the one and only. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I in, enjoyed that one. Wow. I mentioned the Hellboy double feature story, and yeah. I don't remember either of the actual stories within it that much. But I love the framing device, which is where you go th- just silently. The panels walk you through this like decrepit, abandoned theater that has a bunch of skeletons cobwebby skeletons sitting in the seats watching old movies that are these little hellboy short stories yeah absolutely i think is that one in volume 11 do we want to kind of move on to that we we do get a couple other stories in volume 10 um but uh classic hellboy stuff looks like he's fighting the dragon um all that stuff. Yeah, I think I think the double feature one is in volume 11 here. Um, but yeah, just m- more short stories and stuff. Um, I really liked that double feature one, too, because it's they're, they're much smaller st- st- stories. Mm-hmm. But it it's not a mystery science theater 3000. Like the skeletons aren't commenting on the story yeah. per, per, per se, but it's still. Yeah. It was funny whenever it would cut back to them and they had like different reactions to what was ha- happening or they were clapping just like, yeah, hey, we liked that. Good. Good story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked that one a lot. This is where we also get the the Bride of Hell. And this that's one, the one see. where the the girl has gone missing in Italy and Hellboys to go find her yes it's i did like that one how you it looks at first that this woman was kidnapped she's being put through this ritual to be like married to to, to satan or whatever hellboy's Mm -hmm. trying to rescue her and then whoever whatever opponent he's fighting points at this pile of bones and is like all these women came willingly they volunteered to be his brides. And then yeah. the girl, when he tries to rescue her, is like, no, don't take me away from my husband, the devil. It's great. That one was was good. That that one was an, an interesting, like, how boy does what he does. He's like here to punch giant monsters and be a no, 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 And usually that's a good thing like they want the monster out of the area or 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 stuff like that this one feels almost like it like it it's it's flipped like he he just stumbles in on this thing and tries to punch the thing and everyone is like wait wait wait, no 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 no, you're messing things up like yes don't do that (laughs) um so yeah i i i I liked that kind of inversion of stuff where he's just like so don't punch the thing 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is, that's not exactly what happened, but that's kind of what it felt like where he, he was messing things up here. Mm. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, we also get the, the story of that like haunted mansion where a bunch of the like local vagrants had gone missing. I think this is more of like a vampire story. Sort of no, I, I think I'm mixing them up here. There's that house where the guy invites Hellboy in because it the like house is causing him to kill people. And so then he locks uh-huh. Hellboy in and tries to kill kill him. Oh, and we yeah. have to like dis- destroy the house. And every yeah, time he every killed time he... someone, there'd be like money that would fall down the yeah. st- stairs. Great haunted house. Studio, studio, yeah, st- I like story. that one. Oh, that one was really some cool. giant, giant skeleton underneath the house. That one was eerie. Yeah. I like um, the one about the painter who has started the become like possessed by Moloch and he's doing the Moloch sculpture. I like yes, that one yeah. for the the art history angle of Mike Mignola kind of paying homage to all of the Francisco Goya paintings. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, later on is the, is the one that we were kind of mentioning where that witch goes into the or the not the witch, the vampire goes into the motel, gets caught by Hellboy. That's the whole ritual. He kind of wait is that right i keep mixing these up i think no this is the family where he kill he shoots the vampire and the i I think it was the father is like hey man like she's not gonna make it (laughs) this isn't what you think it is like let me take her Mm -hmm. back to the house here um this was also it felt like a haunted house story because once everything was kind of solved everything just kind of turns to dust and these people who were you know a few hundred years old age rapidly um there was some some good creepy stuff in that one as well i don't know i like i i like all of these short stories i think I think I'm at now that we've read all of these 12 volumes, I feel like I'm more kind of of the mindset that I kind of would have liked either or if it was Mm. all just like short stories of like, hey, there was this one time that, you know, who knows what Um, or to kind of get rid of those ones and focus on the actual like plot of what's happening and there there might be collections out there like mm. that i i could see that easily being done of like hey if you, if yeah. you just want the like plot like here's the yes. you know this one um but i don't know like i i like both styles i i like the short stories just as much as i like the plot i also felt like i couldn't focus on the plot or like the impact of the plot didn't really come uh-huh. together for me because it was so scattered and i was like oh wait i kind of remember that but i've had so many other stories in between mm. that it was just like is that who i think it is is that the story i think it was from <laughs> i don't know um, i it does make you think about how this was a 90s comic and therefore it was running parallel to the x-files which really did this mm. 
had this long nine plus seasons long ongoing mythology arc that would pop up a couple episodes a season and you could get an episode guide and just follow those or you could just do all of the one shot episodes about a ghost or a vampire or whatever or you could do all of it no matter what you want you can come at the entirety of the story from a different angle and pick and choose yeah uh, what do you think of this one where the aliens were abducting the cows? Oh! And uh, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, this one was so that weird. It's very, it's a sillier story. It's a very different flavor than a lot of the other ones. It starts with these teens like doing a a ritual, like reading from some infernal book or whatever, which fits yeah. right in. But then apparently they summon a. A UFO or a UFO also shows up. A boy gets turned into a cow. So the way I read that is, yeah, they were doing this occult ritual and they were being blamed for all these cows disappearing Mm. or dying um, because they were using a cow in this ritual uh, too. And it turns out that it wasn't them. It was a aliens that were abducting the cows and experimenting on the cows. But that one particular night, they happened to like abduct or, or what they thought was just the cow, but ended up being the cow and that one boy who was conducting mm. the ritual. And so they ended up experimenting on both of them and turning him into this like cow headed person um, that like cannot speak all of that that stuff. And so, yeah, that's what Hellboy stumbles into. The locals think it's just these kids. He finds out it's aliens. He gets deducted um, and then ends up saving this kid. But not saving him like he gets him away from the aliens but yeah can't change him back and so mm. that kid ends up being like the subject of other kids like demonic rituals and stuff and he's just sitting there with like the candles on his head and he's just so sad that he like he can't speak and be like don't do this. This is bad. <laughs> You'll end up like me. And they're just sitting there like, oh, it's dumb. Silly. It was good, though. I years ago, I read a Joan and Vasquez graphic novel, like the guy who did Invader Zim. Mm. This might have been in like a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac graphic novel or something. I definitely <laughs> bought it at a hot topic. But there was a short story in it about this goth kid who was playing Vampire the Masquerade and loved vampires, the sort of dark, romantic, sexy vampires. Meets an actual one, is desperate to get bit. Like, bite me, bite me. I'm tired of being this pimply teen. I want to be a hot vampire. And gets bit. (laughs) And then we see them decades later and they've just evolved into this teen. No, they've just evolved into this Nosferatu, but like Nosferatu is not one of the sexy vampires. And this kid has now been like, it's been decades and they just have this giant head that they have to like wheel around and they've got giant, like their teeth have become more like giant tusks. They're like, I hate this. I hate that this is my fate. And now I'm immortal and I can't die. 
<laughs> oh. And there's like other kids like outside the window, like, hey, freak. They're like, I'm just trying to watch TV. Leave me alone. Speaking of immortal and can't die, uh, we get that. I, I, again, I'm terrible with names, so I forget his name. But that that pig character, yeah. the one who summons Nemoe in the first place. Uh, he in once once we get to the final volume and he kind of realizes what his fate will be. He meets man the, just this tragic fate where he kind of brought all of this stuff to fruition. He resurrected Nimue. But now as kind of punishment for not really understanding what he did, he's been made immortal and can't die. Uh, and that's just the only thing he wants to do. He wants to escape all of this. He's like, I don't want to be here. And so he's like hung himself uh, on this tree and is just begging just like, please kill me, please. Uh, and it's horrifying. And mm. Hellboy tries to help him out by by like shooting him. And that doesn't work. And he's just like, well, sorry, kid. And like walks off. And it's just like, oh, man, this is awful. Um, but let's let's move on to this final vote. No, did you have let's not do that. No, I just had like two. I just had two other things I wanted to say about the UFO story. Sure. Yeah. When you when Hellboy gets abducted and he's floating around in like the anti-gravity of the inside of this UFO and he's trying to find like the kid who was abducted. That's very much fire in the sky. I'm very happy. Mm. I happened to watch fire in the sky a couple months ago. Because that interesting. That feels like what the story is going for. This alien abduction story told from the other side, from the people that were left behind. And they're like, where did our friend go? Now the entire town thinks we killed him. We don't want them to be suspicious of us. But also, we know we sound crazy if we're like, yeah, a big red light came down from the sky and took him. Right. Yeah. And they're saved from. Wanders back into town. Uh, days later and then finally you get the flashback from the friend's point of view where he is inside the spaceship and it's this small town like paranoia drama just takes this hard turn and for 20 minutes becomes the spaceship nightmare sequence yeah interesting stuff also I love the idea of Hellboy being called by some old farmer who's like they keep taking my cows and Hellboy's like "Uh uh-huh and then you see like That's the great, old yeah. farmer and his wife, like Hellboy sitting down at their kitchen table and they're feeding him dinner. <laughs> he loves a good meal, though, right? I'm kind of surprised we didn't get another mention of pancakes uh, since yeah. that his, his seems to be like a, a real hit short story. Of, of Hellboy loves pancakes, and that's why they lost out to him in hell. That's why he won't return to hell because hell does not mm. have pancakes, um, mm. or, or they continually burn them. But like, yeah, just there's, there's no mention of pancakes when he's eaten here at these like Would you, have been you know a prime time. Indeed, um, yeah, but they, they they have some real good short stories. It's he's he's he's, he's just a good character for investigating all of these weird paranormal happenings and yeah 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 right it also makes for some great comedic moments when it's just 
Farmer John lost a cow. What's what ha- what happened? <laughs> Enter Hellboy. Somehow got a hold of the BPRD's number. Like you gotta <laughs> yeah. send somebody, man or devil, to look into my cows. He he probably called the like local constable. They he, he's heard this story before. He's not gonna do anything. He's like, well, let me speak to your manager. And somehow it just gets escalated all the way up to the BPRD. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Do you want to move on to this yeah. kind of final volume here of what what happens to Hellboy at the end? Um, so we kind of catch up with Hellboy and Alice. Um, and they he he's still just kind of wanting to, like, I don't want to be involved with all of the. <laughs> with all of this stuff uh but they're not quite sure what to do they stop at this inn to like collect their th- thoughts hellboy doesn't want to take up excalibur and lead these uh this army of the dead, 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 dead that has been starting to appear these knights have been like lifting themselves up out of their graves um and uh apparently the inn that they stop in is called the holy grail uh or ha- like has the sign of the holy grail mm-hmm. uh there i thought that was a nice t- touch where they like didn't explicitly name it but they were like they're gonna be meeting up somewhere like why like they're not just gonna be like these zombie knights just wandering around and he has to go collect them all they're they're gonna congregate somewhere and you see them congregating outside of this inn, and you're just like, that's strange. Like, why are they here? Were they just attracted to the sword? But Hellboy was already behind one of them when he investigated it at the start. So why wouldn't he be right? Uh, and then he looks up and the sign is that this is the the, the holy rail. And I was just like, ah, OK, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, he kind of wants to take a different approach of just like how is is there a different way? Do I can I not be king of England, king of the dead army um to do all of that and I guess it turns out that one of the owners of the inn is also a chosen one somehow what did what did you think of that? Well- <laughs> So there's the lady at the bar. Right. Yeah, there's the lady at the bar who's telling Alice the story about that boy who died in war. And I think this is one of the the stories I read too late at night when I was just about to go to bed and I'm tired. And I'm like, is that boy like another descendant of King Arthur who died before anybody could realize, hey, that's a descendant of King Arthur? Or was he just a tale of bravery to inspire you at this time? Is he just yeah. an example? It's not super explicit, but I, I kind of took that as a like. Yeah, like he is the chosen one, but also it is all, like the chosen one could be anyone. It didn't necessarily need mm. to be a descendant of King Arthur per se. But I also don't know if I'm supposed to read into that. Like, do, do I need to be like, oh, there's some deeper meaning here or or is it just like, hey, you know what? There is someone else who is blessed by these angels 
to to kind of like, hey, at the right moment, you'll get your your time to shine. And this just happened to be a convenient moment of like, oh, well, I guess you could take Excalibur if you wanted. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, and I guess that could potentially leave the door open for an actual descendant down the road to come up and t- take Excalibur. Because I, I mm-hmm. also took it to to be that like after this fight they all would like all those knights that resurrected would just go back to being dead and this guy would too i don't know um but i yeah that uh they, they just they had their guy who was like yes i will lead the, the army of the dead seemed a little convenient mm. um mm. but i feel like in this last volume there was a lot that was happening here um from everything from the little pig guy to all the stuff with Excalibur and the inn uh, to to the to Hellboy, like finding a different way to get to Nimue to finding out that Nimue is possessed by the dragon whose name I can never pronounce the like Ordu Jihad or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I I felt like it re- like. It laid it on thick in this mm-hmm. volume here. Yeah. But it felt cool because we saw characters returning from like other yeah. volumes to be like, hey, here's this thing. I'll help you out in th- this way. Like it felt. It it also felt warm and comforting in that sense, right? That's like, yeah. oh, it's all these characters that we've seen over these these volumes. They're tying everything together. Mm-hmm. And that that felt nice. It felt good um yeah here's baba yaga here's vasilisa back again as mm-hmm. some sort of benevolent angelic spirit to help hellboy yeah there's those big wolves from the wild hunt um mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff i yeah like i it it felt like a culmination it did feel like a good like this is the end of the hellboy story or like like the initial story here um and yeah i i liked it a lot it is an epic story it's an epic big fight at the end yeah he's fighting this giant dragon these like castles and stuff are crumbling and people are fighting and dying and all sorts of stuff and it's just it's a it's it's good fun comics that's it right like even if it feels like okay maybe they glossed over some of the details here or it was just a little bit faster pace than i was hoping for or stuff like that it was just like i'm having a blast this is fun um Mm -hmm. the artwork was spectacular Um, yeah yeah good stuff all around indeed um i don't know i uh, did, did 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 you feel like this was a good ending place for for these these books here i think so like i said it feels inevitable that hellboy should go to hell i like that he doesn't die you really can't kill hellboy he's just i mean he kind of did in this book he died and that's why he goes to hell it's not like all right guys i'm taking the next bus to level seven of hell and then uh, Nimoy kind of drags him down. It's very much a, a Gandalf and the Balrog type of fight between those two. Well, don't they also rip his heart out? Oh, that's I true. They also, yeah, like, well, I, rip, ripped his heart. I out. guess. I 
guess if you get your heart ripped out, you'd die. <laughs> well, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Give it a shot. I mean, has Hellboy ever had like major <laughs> surgery to study his anatomy? <laughs> like, does he have you three let, hearts yeah. in there? Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Four maybe stomachs, they got the, like, like a cow. Right, or or like how we have certain organs that it's like I, I guess you can live without them. You'll it like might not be as good as you were before, but you can still function, right? Uh, maybe that's what a heart is to 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 him, right? Just <laughs> just like well, you can do without it, I guess. I mean, still hell blow away, but <laughs> I did like Nimoy growing bigger, changing form. Mm-hmm. At one point, her dialogue becomes these boxes instead of like word balloons. Like she has ascended. She's grown in power so much that she talks in like an omnipotent narration box. Right. Yeah. Or or like we're we're seeing the epic battle scenes, but from farther away, we're not privy to like their up close actual conversations. And so, yeah, so we get her like narrated version of that too um but yeah hell boy says screw them all i don't want to be king i will die trying to not be king um and that's exactly what he 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 does and i i think that's it's a good place to like hey if you just want like a you know here's the 12 volumes of hellboy here's his first like big major overarching story um, I thought this was a good place to leave off. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, in one hand, it's, tr- it's a tragedy in the, in the sense that Hellboy does kind of die and is dragged da- down into hell. Um, but also, like I just said, it is a, you know, big fuck you to fate. So it's like, yeah, this yeah. is what hell blah, 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 is all about. Um, so it's good. I en- enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you see like yourself venturing into any other kind of Hellboy related stories down the road? Is there there stuff you're particularly interested in checking out? I'd like to rewatch the movies. I know there are animated movies. I've never seen those. My brothers are both one of big. Those. My brothers are both big Hellboy guys. Like, I think mm. my brother Jams owns most of, like, Hellboy in Hell and, like, the BPRD okay. Frog War stories. So the options yeah. are available to me. I'm sure at some point they'll just be like, here, here's more Hellboy. Take it. I've put it in your hands. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there is plenty of Hellboy stories after this. Like we said, Hellboy in Hell. It looks like. Do I, I mean, I guess spoiler alert for other Hellboy stories, kind of, but he eventually does get resurrected and comes back and there's more to that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm interested more so in like Abe Sapien and what was his adventures yeah. out there. Uh, I'm interested in the BPRD book to be like is this more a procedural like a like an x-files type of thing what happens here with this is it uh just a bunch of like mini stories of like here's this team over here and here's that team over there and 
Or is mm-hmm. it one big overarching story uh, that they are chasing here? Um, man, they have like Joe Golem, a cult detective. Like I, I you know, I, I would like to go check out that or like the Lobster Johnson story. Like there, I just, I, I like the world that they inhabit. So I am at least to some degree interested in all of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the the standout ones to me is like Abe Sapien and the BPRD. Those are the ones that I would like to explore the mm-hmm. most. Um, cool. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say about oh, Hellboy here? I enjoyed my time with them. The, these yeah. were nice ways to to unwind. I almost wish I it could just be relaxing, you know just before bed reading and I didn't have to come talk about him. Cause I'm like, I don't remember. I just sank into it like a pleasant warm bath with this devil man fighting various monsters. That's kind of all you need though. Right. Is, is just that like hell, hell boy kind of has a formula to it and it's comforting to be in that and just know that. Yeah. Like he's just, he's going to be here. He's going to be exasperated and he is going to punch something big. Right. Mm. Or he's he's going to be drinking with some skeletons or a ghost. And it's like, that's just it's, it's fun. It's good. So good stuff indeed. Uh, I guess that brings us to our bingo check in, which I don't think we have. No, I just looking on Not today. this one. We, we, we did get something marked off our list last week. Uh, which was fantastic. And I think uh, as a result of us, what we're going to watch next week, which we'll get to in a sec, I think we will get something else uh, marked off of our list here. But yeah, not much of an update for Bingo, which then brings us to recommendations. Melissa, now that we have completed these 12 volumes of Hellboy, what else might people enjoy? Now that we've introduced Arthurian mythology, I feel that I should direct the listener to episode 223 of the Whatnots Review Show, where we we read the first two volumes of the comic Once and Future by Kieran Gillen. Yeah. Which is characters who embody... Let's see. Uh, a magical artifact manifests the legendary King Arthur bent on conquering modern day Great Britain. And all the characters in the story are aware of the mythology and will like emulate a character like they will yeah. go on that character's archetypical journey. And they're like, now I have their power. I did all the stuff like thematically that that knight did. Now I have that knight's power. Now I yeah. am him. And somebody else is like. All right. Well, who's a stronger knight? And I'll follow his archetypical journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would even recommend there was another Karen Gillen book that we read called Die from episode 232 here on the show. That is more of a like Dungeons and Dragons style, like like tabletop role playing RPG um story they get sucked into the game but that also has like yeah that kind of sense of adventure that almost like arthurian legend feeling 
but then mixed in with some like brand new stuff there's a character who is more of like a cyberpunk style character in that world um yeah while uh, other characters have magic and stuff like that um that one would be interesting to check out as well um occult stuff uh let's see here i i did just look it up we talked about the first two volumes of the harrow county comics by cullen bunn and artist tyler crook that was back on episode 80 over four years ago ago. that was a while ago indeed um so i haven't read these specifically but i read something else by the creator uh there's these books called Kitaro. Uh, they're they're uh, like a series of manga about like Japanese demons and folklore and spirits and all of the, that, that stuff um, that I think would be really, really interesting to check out uh, if you're you're into some of that that stuff. And specifically for Japan um, could be interesting to check out. Uh anyone else um trying to think here if i have any other kind of books that i would want to recommend i don't know oh i he's just a good old fun comics (laughs) uh doc savage go read some like pulp detective novel stuff yeah I wanted to shout out some stuff outside of comics, uh, reiterate what I'm sure I recommended on our first episode of this series, which are the Dresden Files novels by Jim Butcher. I've got them all back there on my shelf. There's what, 17 novels, (laughs) two short story collections. That's also a world chock full of all sorts of different classic monsters and different creatures from folklore Mm -hmm. and also stars a character who. There are larger forces who, like, have him marked for some sort of destiny. He is supposed to play some incredibly important role in, like, a second coming or an apocalypse or something like that. And he's like, I want no part of this. Leave me alone. How do I get out of this prophecy, please? Good stuff. Good stuff. And, uh... The podcast Lore by Aaron Mankey. Oh, sure. If the folklore is what you really like, uh, I think it's every other week, every every other Monday morning. Aaron Mankey's got a lovely 30 to 40 minute short story for you with lovely narration and music. They're very they're very spooky, but also very calming. Cool. Good stuff. Indeed. Uh, Another comic I would recommend uh is justice league dark um oh yeah more recently there was a series of justice league dark written by uh rom v and i think james tinney in the fourth uh for for a little bit at at the start there uh they made an awesome book it was at first kind of running backups in the justice league um book but it 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 was like secretly dc like one of dc's best books at the time um the fantastic stuff of them yeah just kind of investigating some of the darker magic side of the dc universe um and i i loved that book that book was fantastic indeed uh and then also from james tinian the fourth um 
Oh God, why did I just blank on the name of this book? Uh, what is the comic, the one about the... I'm, I'm, I'm kicking myself that I don't remember the title of this book. Why is it? Comics by James Tinian. Do, do I know this? I've mentioned it before. Okay. Um, God, what is this? Why am I not remembering it? It's not something that's, oh, Department of Truth. Oh, there you yeah. Go. Yeah, especially if you if you're wanting like a great horror comic, um, this one is fascinating because it really dives into uh, belief systems of of like, what if we lived in a world where the more people believed in something, the more it, it was true. And there was a department of truth um that kind of kept everything in line and made sure people believed certain things or did not believe certain things. Um, and, and, uh, like there's that whole story going on, but even the artwork is, um, it, 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 it's, it's filled with mystery in a way that I think a lot of people would describe as like, Oh, it's scratchy artwork or mm. this or that. Uh, but man, they dive into everything from like Mothman to Bigfoot to the JFK assassination to the moon landing and all sorts of stuff. And uh, it, it, it's, it is a real creepy book. Highly recommend that. But if if you want some more, yeah, like folklore and mythology of of stuff and conspiracy theories mixed in with that, uh, Department of Truth is one to check out. So there you go. I think those are recommendations for this week. Um, Melissa, you've already pitched uh, what we're going to yeah. do for this next week. Um so can you inform us once again of what we are watching? <laughs> to mark the upcoming Christmas season, I offered you a mystery choice between red movie and green movie mm -hmm. without giving you any further details. And you picked green movie. So we're going to be watching Jim Carrey's The Mask. Yeah. <laughs> Not the uh, green related movie with Jim Carrey in it that you think. <laughs> yeah, not, not the one that's not the explicitly Grinch. for Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into that. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I haven't watched that in God knows how long. Um, Like it's it's one of those movies in the back of my mind of like, I know I've seen it. I think I've seen it. I've seen parts of it at least, but I don't remember actually being like, let me sit down to watch the mask. I think I've <laughs> absorbed it. Uh, yeah. But I know I've, I know I've seen it. Yes. I think, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, but keep in mind that we are getting down to the wire here uh, for the Whatnots review show in 2023. Um, yeah, we're coming up on our, our end of the year uh, retrospective now titled our Grand Prix. Uh, yeah. So be on the lookout for all of that stuff. It'll be good. Good fun here. Um, so, yeah, I, 
think that is about it for this week's podcast. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? I have a new letterboxed. Not much on there yet, but you can follow me at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots at most places. Uh, so please go like, share and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. If you're watching this on YouTube, please go check out one of our other videos right over there on that side of the screen. That would help us out, too. Uh, and yeah, this has been number 281 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.